0: From 87 Lafayette, it's Corona Pie. I'm Matt. And I'm still Adam. Nothing new here, nothing new. But Adam, we did do a kind of new thing today.
1: Yeah, we, we 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 took a drive.
0: Took a drive. It was very nice. We went to Jacob Reese Park out in the Rockaways.
1: And honestly, at like what? We made it like Half a mile from the apartment, and I was like, oh my god, like, it's so nice just to see new things.
0: Well, what's the last time you went beyond, you went further than the stop and shop?
1: Maybe three, four weeks ago, I went to the, whatchamacallit, the Chinatown supermarket. Yeah, I went to Chinatown for a supermarket.
0: And beyond that, what's the last time? Probably when you were at
1: work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, literally... Two months ago. What
1: is that, February, late February? So you've been
0: in... Ba- Chinatown's what? Two miles from here. So you've been in... A two-mile two mile radius, radius. For months. For... Wow. I've gone a little it's, further. You saying that is freaking
1: me out right now. Right? Like, is my stomach is like type. I'm feeling a little
0: shaky, like... Two miles, two months.
1: I'm trying to think... Yeah, I guess, like, the... Le- Maybe in college there was like two No, I don't think so, because I was in the outing club. This is probably like a new record for me. It's a little summer scary. camp.
0: Maybe summer camp. You spent two months at Summer Camp? No,
1: because we would go we'd go You'd for would Probably hikes. take
0: trips, yeah. This is yeah, that's insane. Since probably this is probably the most amount of time you spent in like such a small
1: distance is since you were an infant. No. I bet when did we go pick up Catherine from New Haven? March 14th. So that was the last time. <coughs> March 14th. So almost two <coughs> months. That's a pretty long time. That's insane. That's probably why I'm so desperate to go to Martha's Vineyard. Because I haven't... I had not I have not left the five boroughs in two months.
0: Yeah, that's pretty... That's insane. I've been to New Jersey. I've been biking a couple times. I'm going to go biking tomorrow. You're welcome to join if you want to come. 80 miles.
1: I think I'm okay. You guys are too fast for me. Uh, Should we give our guest a call? Yeah. One thing I did want to say, though, is there were a lot of cars on the road. And I acknowledge we we were one of the cars. But compared to before...
0: Yeah. Before we call our guest, actually, let's chat about this for a moment. Listeners, if you have a hypothesis on this question, we would love to hear from you. Because as we drove back from the Rockaways today, there was a lot of traffic on the BQE... Really surprising. So if you know why, give us a call.
2: Hello,
1: Matt, how are you doing? Hey, Matt. Welcome Hello. to the show.
2: Thank you. I'm, I'm honored. We're, we're, time listener.
1: We're, we're happy to have you. So we were just talking about how we, we took a drive to the beach today, and that was the first time that I had left basically a two-mile radius of my apartment in... Almost two months, and we were talking about how kind of crazy that is for me, and how not only, like, I can't believe it happened, but also, like, talking about it now is making me physically uncomfortable. So I'm curious, kind of, where are you now? What has kind of been your coronavirus story?
2: Yeah, so and it, it, it's interesting that you say that, because I, I think, like, first to, to talk about your your comment about the kind of staying sedentary the mile radius that was the norm right like 500 years ago whatever um people just kind of hung out at home with their family and didn't really move too far from the home base. so it's interesting to like kind of just imagine like what life would be now that we're conditioned to the like much more nomadic moving around kind of modern day um but yeah so i I guess i'll just give like a, a overview of where i'm at so My girlfriend and I left the city uh, early to mid-March and it was more of a decision, less of a decision of like uh, fear for our well-being and more of like, okay, this thing is going to get shut down and it's going to be shut down for a long time um, and we are just going to have a higher quality of life at home outside the city where we have more access to the outdoors, more space, kind of more people to sequester with, with and talk to. So we left, we tried to be, you know, as minimum of a, a leaky sieve as possible. And we drove out and Sequestered an Airbnb. Undoubtedly, we still like unnecessarily exposed to people outside of New York City. So that was definitely like a partly selfish move on our part. But after the two week quarantine, we kind of returned home and it's I've just been home since then. So doing the, uh, you know, kind of interesting because it feels like high school, right? You're just like, obviously you're not going to school or, or going anywhere, but you're home your whole family's home and kind of just working at a house. So that's,
0: that's currently where I'm at physically. So speaking, you know, Adam was saying that the last time he spent this much time in a two mile radius was probably never. The last time you spent this much time at home was probably high school. How, what, what has that been like? You know, how have the dynamics with your family changed and how has it felt to spend all that time at home?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, there's a really, I'm sure you guys are fans or have heard of at least the 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 um, blog Wait But Why by Tim Irving. Um, but there's a really cool uh, post there where it's, it's called The Tail End. And it talks about how like a lot of things in life we've already done kind of most of that thing we'll be doing. One of the key examples is like time spent with your parents. Once you graduate high school, you pretty much spend about 90% of time the time that you will spend with your parents, because obviously up to age 18, you're living with them every day. You see them every day. And after that, it's just like, you know, you visit, you know, hopefully maybe once a month or once every couple months. So you just don't, um, you, you're kind of in the tail end of your total experiences with them. So on the one hand I try to be really thankful because I'm like, this is an opportunity for me to kind of engage with my parents and my brothers in a way that I wasn't expecting to. And it definitely like probably adds a huge chunk of, um, the post high school time I will engage with them but it's also definitely challenging on the flip side I'm from a very rural area and even if it wasn't rural you know I'd just be squashing my family and kind of after just the constant and really uh, like varietal stimulation you get in New York and that's with people not just with like fit people but kind of places and ideas and all sorts of things it becomes challenging just with the same people and over and over but I think the like the saving grace for us is that everyone has a job, or my younger brothers have schoolwork, so everybody is like still pretty engaged with their own thing during the day, and then we all kind of come together for a communal meal. And I think like having things to do keeps it uh, relatively civilized. So it's, it's definitely been a positive experience so far, and we're definitely settled into like a livable kind of unity sort of equilibrium.
0: So I'm curious to get your advice. And I I think you've already given a little bit of it, but I'm leaving New York in a week to go be with my family and I'm going to quarantine myself for two weeks. Um, But very, very similar situation. going to be in a rural area on an, on an Island, actually. What tips do you have for, you know, for getting, for sort of surviving with, Your family, Uh, you know, I I haven't spent a huge amount of time with my family in a really long time and so I'm curious if you have any tactical advice on how to manage that.
2: Yeah, well, definitely, uh, there's a couple things. The first thing is to throw kind of any expectations out the window and any timeline expectations. I think that's kind of a function of uh, just the whole fire situation in general but like if you don't and you may kind of know when you're leaving but... I find that like for a lot of people go home they don't know when they're going to be leaving so that kind of weighs on them like one of my you know how long am I going to be with my family for and it's been really good for me kind of just to throw out expectations about when this thing is going to be over in general anything like on a macro scale like this is nearly impossible to make there's so many factors not only in how like the virus actually evolves but in the like political response to it the social response to it the economic response to it so I really have no idea when it's going to end, and I think it's just healthier, uh, especially when you're with your family, to kind of just assume, okay, this is the new normal. I'm just going to keep operating the way I'm operating, and, um, and uh, that just kind of makes it easier for you to kind of keep a semblance of normalcy, and it weighs less on, like, being with spending with your family, spending time with your family, because you're like, ah, I'm, I'm not really, like, anxious for this to end, whatever. So that, that's, like, the first. It's kind of a vague answer. But the, the second part is at least for me, I de- and I think a lot of people kind of share this, we've matured a lot emotionally in the years since high school, hopefully, ideally. Um, and, like, I find that, like, when I'm home, I kind of start to fall into the same, like, traps of, like, not being patient or, you know, getting angry at something or having, a, like, a short fuse. And I have to remind myself to kind of use the, you know, tips and tricks and, you know being meditative and being reflective and being kind and you kind of learn obviously as you as you grow older and it's just it, it i found it's really easy to like fall down the path of old habits especially when you're with people that know how to push your buttons and you're with in a place where you grew up where you're kind of associated with all that like teenage and youthful angst so for me it's, it's been like really focusing on just kind of maintaining my um current like hopefully more mature emotional self And then the final, like, the final tip is definitely just to, like, exercise and move as much as possible. I find I get really angsty. I have, like, a calorie goal in terms of exercise that I have every day and I have my watch on. And I make sure that I hit that goal because otherwise I just get totally restless and then the anger kind of spills out with my family. And I realize that if I'm just exhausted from exercising, it's just going to be a better time kind of hanging out with everyone. And hopefully, you know, those three so far have have served me decently well.
1: So... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to ignore the first one for a second. And have you given thought to what this might look like longer term? Because I think the thing is, you know, speaking to you when you initially went, right? You were like, I'm leaving in part because I'm worried that New York City may ban people from leaving, right? Like, I'm going to get out while I can in case later on I I can't do that anymore because obviously I don't want to be stuck in New York City. But now as more and more companies are realizing that working remote is effective and safe. What kind of what goes through your head for the summer or into the fall, right? If, if you can still be remote, are you thinking like, oh, no, at some point I need to go back to New York City? Or are you thinking no, maybe spending the summer here will be, will be really nice. Or maybe you're like, no, I'm, I'm going to need to rent that Airbnb again.
2: Yeah. That's a, it's a really good question. And I guess like my answer usually lies where your answer lies with your wallet. Like I did renew my lease. So I, you know, am pinned to New York for another year. But I think for me, the question kind of boils down to which air, er- in which area do I have a higher quality of life? And for now that is for me, that's, um, demonstrably outside New York and at home. um, I think the needle starts to move um, when things – the main main thing that would move the needle is being able to see friends in New York because obviously that's kind of the main – like the main draw of living in places and the people and the community that you have there. So once I'm comfortable and my friends are comfortable kind of hanging out in New York, I think that's when I'm kind of drawn to go back to the city. And again, you know, I, I've already given the caveat that like I'm not like, into predictions, et cetera, et cetera, but if I have to give a prediction, I would say like a month and a half to two months kind of around then is when. But the, the other problem is there's kind of a downside to going back to the city because I'm like, wow, this sucks. Like I, much, my quality of life is much higher outside. We have to go through this like two week quarantine period again. So it, that, that's also kind of in the equation. Um, So I'll go back basically when I'm pretty confident that my quality of life
0: will be um, severely enhanced, I guess. And you mentioned that you went out to your parents with your girlfriend. What has it been like? And I don't know if you lived with your girlfriend before, uh, but what has it been like living with a significant other while living with your family, too? It's almost like, uh, you know, this is like what my grandparents dream would have been, you know, like. Uh, the whole family is together with all the significant others and the grandkids and the great-grandkids. And everyone like lives around a little square and is totally in each other's business. Uh, so what has that been like?
2: I think that's, that's a good way to put it. Uh, so definitely the two weeks in the Airbnb, which is my girlfriend's awesome. We got to spend a ton of time together, which obviously was great. And even when uh, you know we moved in with my parents, and she actually has since left because she obviously wanted to go – with her parents to make sure everything was good. But while she was here with me, um, it was great. I mean, you know, I think that's a a really good uh, analogy, like ideal situation for the grandparents. And probably seemed like everybody gets along, really fun to be able to share experiences, spend extended time together. Obviously, like my girlfriend and I acted different together because we were in a crowd. Like the chief example was we binge watched uh, Westworld while we were in the Airbnb. And by the end of the two weeks, we were talking to each other exclusively in Western cowboy accent. So obviously, <laughs> by the time we like, moved back home, we couldn't do that anymore. So that was like the main difference, but yeah, it, was, it was definitely great. I, I, I like the description you gave. I think that's pretty apt.
1: Yeah, I, the one thing that I find really interesting in what you laid out is, when I talk to some people about their plans for the summer, a lot of them are saying, well, the things that I love about New York City will not happen this summer, right? Like New York City might open back up, but Broadway's never going to open. All the summer concerts aren't going to happen. Like all the quintessential, like things that I might want to do, you know, like summer rooftop parties, like all of these things, people are not going to be comfortable going to. And it's so interesting that, what draws you to the city is because that's where all your friends are, and I feel like hanging out with friends is definitely going to come back before some of the definitely. the other events, and I, I think that's right. Because as I think about my calculus, I'm like, well, nothing's going to happen this summer. But you're right; like, Zoom meetings are not the same as being able to have a couple over for dinner. Yeah, yeah, no, and
2: it's yeah, and it, 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 that's a that's a great point about how like you know, when push comes to shove, we do see how all this, like, awesome technology, which is great to be able to connect people across the world, is still found wanting in a lot of ways. But no, I I totally agree with you. It will be faster uh, to have friends hanging out. And also, even the the people that say, like, Broadway stuff and the concert stuff are most important, people forget. And this whole kind of epidemic is a great reminder that, like, people are at the core of it. And the community the people you see, all that stuff. Um, It's a thing we've always kind of taken for granted, but now you kind of realize that it's like a real cornerstone uh, in your life and well-being.
1: Well, uh, Matt, Matt, speaking of that, I think we have a a Zoom with our friends to hop on to, so we'll let you go, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Simplest
2: transition. All right, well, thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great night.
1: Best to you and the family. Bye-bye.
0: Adam, should we uh, talk entirely in West World Western
1: accents? I don't think so, but something... He's right that it's... People say, like, oh, I live in New York for New York. But people live in New York for... Their communities. And for New Yorkers. And to that end, I've had a bunch of, like, short conversations with our neighbors who have the, a patio behind the building of their mm. building. They're, they live in the building next door. My bedroom window looks out onto their patio. They have an
0: amazing garden. And those nice Noguchi lamps. So
1: we, I chatted with them yesterday because it got cold. So I was like, oh, are you bringing the plants in? And he's like, no, I don't have room. I'm just going to cover them. But if I see him tomorrow, and tomorrow's a nice day, I'm going to suggest that we have a socially distanced cocktail hour with them. And we can bring chairs onto our roof they can sit in their garden mm. and we can get to know someone cuz i think that's that's what we're missing
0: that is a beautiful beautiful idea let's do it before i leave Surfing is the only light, the only way for me now surf this has been Corona Pod thanks for listening until next time Stay healthy.
1: Coronapod
0: is brought to you by Momo the Cat. Follow her at Momo underscore is underscore a underscore cat.